Thanks for checking out the Oasis Church podcast from Camden, Arkansas. Each week we share the message from our Sunday worship service. Join us anytime. More information at camdenoasischurch.com. Well, thank you guys for being here tonight and, and just taking a, a moment out of what I know is a, a very busy schedule for you with your families. And, and so we're going to be good stewards of your time. Um, but we are, are just glad to celebrate Christ with you tonight. We, we lit the, the center candle, and, and that's the Christ candle, as we represent um, really what this whole season's about. And that, that is just the, the coming of a Savior. And as, as believers, we just celebrate together that, that Jesus Christ has come, that he's come and he's redeemed the people, that he's come to bring um, great news of, of great joy and that he's come to establish peace on earth and he's done all these things that we've been talking about these few weeks because he is a loving savior and so tonight for just a minute I want us to see um, from the Old Testament in, in Isaiah chapter 9 a passage as, as it's, it's a prophecy it's a, a telling of the people of Israel that uh, God's coming to be their savior but it's more than that it's also a, a prophecy of, of who is coming, and that real salvation that's coming is is for all people. And he talks about it in Isaiah chapter nine, and verse six, and it says this: it "says For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace." Of the increase of his government of the peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over the kingdom to establish it and uphold it with his justice and with his righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord hosts will do this. Father, we thank you for Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this time as, as we gather here, Lord, and as we're about to look at your word for a moment. And I pray that you would just show yourself just reveal yourself through your word, Lord. Just remind us, Lord, that it is all about you and that you are a, you are a good Savior. Lord, that you are holy and it is in this moment tonight we just get an opportunity to worship you for that. And so, God, we pray that you just speak to our hearts in this moment. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a passage that is descriptive of a leader that is coming, of a king that would come and save his people. And that's what the Israelites in the moment were needing. They were needing rescued. And, and Isaiah was prophesying of a, the great rescuer, the perfect king that would come and lead his people. Um, this is not a political race that he's describing. This is not a left versus right um, kind of moment. This is a moment describing a perfect king, a king that, that everyone um, can learn from, a king that everyone to look forward to and the only king that can truly establish a kingdom he says that his kingdom will come and forever it will reign he said from the from forth our his justice and his righteousness from this time forth and forever more the zeal of the lord the host will do this it's a kingdom that that only god can establish on earth and he established it through the coming of of a savior. He established through a coming king in Jesus. And he describes him. And tonight, this is what I want us to look at together are the four descriptions of what this king looks like. Because every one of these words is, is, is what you want out of a king as he describes them as wonderful counselor, as mighty God, as, 
everlasting Father, as Prince of Peace. These are attributes and things that you want someone who's in place of leadership over you to have. But the ones I've described here is like no one else. They could only be descriptive of the person of Jesus. They could only be descriptive of God's Son coming to earth because there's no one who is a wonderful counselor like Jesus. We see this first. Uh, the word wonderful or, or wonder is this, this word in, in the Hebrew in the Old Testament. It, it describes times of miraculous things happening. Things that would grab your attention, that, that they would see and, and they were unbelievable. Things like Moses parting the Red Sea, um, where, where it was acts of God working on behalf of his people. And that's, that's the word here. And so he says there's this wonderful counselor. There's this person that's coming. There's a savior that's coming in place. And it's not like an, another one that's come. It's not someone who's just good at what they're doing. It's this spiritual being who, who acts in miraculous ways. It's this one who is from God, who is greater than all other. And so when we see that word together, wonderful counselor, he's not just speaking um, of someone who's doing a great job. He's speaking of someone who's different than the rest. And this word counselor, it's, a, it, it's an Old Testament word. It's a word that, that we saw in kings and kingdoms and things that where people arise, they would have counselors, they would have priests, they would have people, that advisors that they would come to. Um, in our world today, we use that language in schools, um, in jobs and things. There's counselors, there's people who, who we go to for advice and just to talk through things. Here he's descriptive in, in a leadership of someone who's coming like no other to give, um, to show us the way like no other, to give advice that no one can give because he is wonderful counselor, because he is the son of God, because he is the one that, that is a part of creating all things. And so what better person than to trust in and know that God has a better way because his son is coming to show us that way. That's why he's wonderful counselor. Um, there's nobody in this world that you can go and get the advice you can from a God who created all things and knows the heart of man and knows the outcome of all things better than him. We know the wisdom of God. In Romans 11.33, it says, Oh, the depths of the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counselor? We know that, that it is his wisdom that, that we need to, to trust in as he comes in this way. In 1 Corinthians, Paul reminds us that it, his wisdom is not like the wisdom of the world. He says in verse 19, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the discernment um, of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not go God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. And he goes on to talk about, he said, God's, God's coming to establish a wisdom that's through the cross. He says that we, we saved, uh, we preached a message of Jesus and only Jesus. Um, and and we're, we're teaching that, we're teaching the gospel and, and people aren't understanding it, and, and they're, they're not grasping this God who loves them. They're not grasping how easy it is that it's a salvation for all people, that, that they can come to him and that they need him to be their savior. 
that he speaks of the wisdom that God brings into this world. It's not like the wisdom the world has. So he is a, a wonderful counselor. In his kingship, there's no one other to follow. There's no better way than to follow the way of Christ. It says he's a mighty God. Some of your Bibles may say that he's a powerful God. That word there is speaking of his power. He's this mighty God. He's this powerful God. It's actually a, a word in, in Hebrew that, that describes a heroic person or this military type person, this person who comes in and changes things, this person who comes in and acts where, where in a heroic way. But when it's talking about God, when it's combined of those two things, when we say God, we're talking about a supreme being. We're talking about the creator of all things. And so when you talk about the power of God that's coming to earth, that the, this king that will be coming, the savior that will be coming, he is the one who spoke the world into existence. He's the one in Colossians, as, as we learned in, in the last m couple of months, that he's the one who who is the firstborn of all creation, who holds all things together, who was there um, when, when the earth was created. He is um, God's son. How great is it to think that this is the kind of God we serve, a mighty God. He is powerful. He has power over nature. We know through the life of Christ and the gospels that time and time again, he showed his power over the things of this world. As he, as he spoke and the storm calmed, as he cast out demons in the spiritual realm, as he had showed his power over those things, as he brought um, the dead back to life, as he, as he just went on through the scriptures, we see the life of Christ as he shows that he is powerful and there's no one like him. John 1.3 says, All things were made by him and without him was nothing in anything that was made. We see that God speaks and things come to existence. We see that, that uh, as we step outside and look at the stars um, and we learn about our galaxies and the things that they go far beyond what we can even comprehend, far beyond what we can even look at. It says, as, if you study those things, you start to see the existence of the universe and how small we really are compared to what exists. And God spoke those things. That is a powerful God. He is a God that we want. He's a leader that we want to come into our life. We want that kind of heroic king. We want that kind of heroic savior because it shows that he has the power to accomplish what no one else can. And so he says he's a wonderful counselor. He's mighty God. And it says he's everlasting father. I love this because I, I feel like he's, he's, he's given us this, this moment of, of, of just helping us to understand his love towards us. Helping us to, to, to know a little bit better about the way that God really loves us. Because uh, we can picture a father. And, and for some of us, uh, that may be good and bad. And I, I think there's two ways to see it. One um, who, who knows what a loving father looks like. You get a glimpse. You get just a, a piece of a glimpse of a little bit more understanding of the way God loves you, the way that he sacrificed for you, the way that he invites you into his kingdom family, the way that he cares for you and wants to, to meet your needs and take care of you and at times correct you for your betterment. Um, 
so that, that you can grow up and, and that you can thrive. And that's, that's the kind of heavenly father we have. He says he's an everlasting father. He's an eternal father. He's a father that, that um, seeks the good of his children. Scriptures tell us that he adopts us into his family, that salvation. We become um, part of God's kingdom family, that, that we are his children. And I think that that's such a beautiful picture here as we think about the Christ who has come. To, to see him in that light. To see him as, as someone who, who, there's times when my kids are afraid. There are times when my kids don't have understanding. And a lot of times, um, they need dad to come in. They need dad to be around and, and to love them and to make sure that they know it's all okay. Um, you've, some of you have probably played that role in your families for your children. Uh, there's a safety in that. There's a peace that comes in knowing a father who loves them. And for his children, there's, there's a peace in life to know that he is a father who, who loves, even different than the, the fathers of this world. Because some of us, or some people may not understand that because their fathers um, weren't very good at showing what Christ looked like. Um, you don't know that, but here's, here's great news. Uh, the father, the eternal father, the, the, the Christ who comes from heaven to earth is here to show you a better way. He's to show you what unconditional love looks like. He's here to show you and invite you into a loving family where he wants you to know compassion, where he wants you to know um, how he cares for your every need, how he is there for you, how you can trust in him. Even in our bad pictures sometimes of what fathers look like, when we see the father of Jesus Christ in this heavenly picture of what he wants us to see we we don't view it through the lens of brokenness but we through the lens of God's love and his love for us shows that he's an everlasting father he is there for us the last thing is he says he's the prince of peace the prince of peace we've talked a lot about peace in the last four weeks um, Jesus has been establishing peace here on earth since, since the birth, and really since before that, because he's, he's always had the purpose of bringing peace to humanity. The prince of peace, that word prince, is another um, thought towards his, his kingship, his ruling. Uh, a prince is someone who could put things into place. He had the authority to do something, to act. And so when it says he's the prince of peace, it's, it's showing that he's the one who, who is able to bring peace into humanity, who is the one who, because he is the Son of God, can truly establish peace in the hearts of, of, of humanity. He truly has the ability, because of who he is, as God's Son, as, that, as royalty, as, his, um, as, as a part of that deity, to bring peace into life. I heard a statement this week, um, and and it's it stuck with me the last few days uh, that said that peace isn't the absence of conflict, it's the presence of God. And that's, that's, that's kind of, in, in a good way, just wrecked my thoughts and mind this, this week um, as, as I'm just thinking through that, that peace isn't the absence of conflict, it's the presence of God. And that's what we're here to celebrate tonight. It's not because everything's perfect. This is a tough time for some people. Um, this is a, a strange time. For my family, there's, there's some hardships in this. 
um, and loss of loved ones and, and going through those times as, as first Christmases without uh, people being there to celebrate. But it's not the conflict. It's, it's the presence of God that brings peace to the hearts. It's God at work within us. It's what he's establishing as our Savior. It's the connection that he has for us as he is all these things. As he is a wonderful counselor, as he is the one that we can trust in and, and know that what he has is, is what we need. As his plan is a perfect plan. and His purpose is a perfect purpose. And we can trust in that and we can lean into that. As we know he's mighty God and that his power rules and reigns in a world of chaos and when things seem out of control, we know that we have a sovereign God and we can trust in him. As everlasting Father who shows his love towards us. And he shows his love towards us and that he came to this earth and, and was humbly born as a babe who had to be taken care of. This is God in flesh. Sunday we're going to talk about this as the humanity of God as he veiled who he was so that he could be someone who could walk in our shoes, that could grow up and understand the emotions and the hardships and, and that he could be tired and that he could be hungry and that he could know the things that, that we go through every day. That's the kind of Savior we have and that's why he shows up as such a loving Father. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says this, Come to me, all who, are la who labor and who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. One writer says this as we, as we get ready to finish. He says, look at Jesus as the wonderful counselor. He has the best ideas and the best strategies. Let's follow him. As the mighty God, he defeats our enemies. Let's hide behind him. As the everlasting father, he loves us endlessly. Let's enjoy him. As the prince of peace, he reconciles us while we are still enemies. Let's welcome his, domain, his dominion. Let's understand what God is doing. And understand the, the gift that God truly is um, in this Christmas season. It's a gift of salvation. It's a gift of, of, of one who, is, who comes into our lives to establish his presence. Is him at work. And I want us just to celebrate tonight together what uh, a beautiful story this is. Uh, as we celebrate Jesus, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus in all these ways, that he is the great king. He is worth everything that we can give to him. He's worth our time. He's worth us taking a break from all the holiday festivities and just focusing on him for a few minutes, singing some songs. And in just a minute, we're going um, to light a candle and we're going to sing one song and, and then we're going to be done. Um, and, and we can walk out of this and we can leave Jesus here. Um, but we know as believers, we carry Jesus with us. And, and, and he's a part of this holiday season. He's a part of our lives every single day. And Jesus, man, he makes all the difference. So what we celebrate is that, is that he is a Savior who has come. And he's come to be a great king. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Lord, we don't deserve 
We don't deserve the gift of salvation. We don't deserve a Savior who would come in the way that you've come, Lord, that, that you would humble yourself, that you would um, come in such a way that you can identify with us, Lord, but, but you are all these things, Lord, and so much more. God, tonight I pray that just in this, this time, Lord, that it, it would just be a, a good start to our worship of you, Lord, that it doesn't end tomorrow on Christmas Day, Lord, it just continues through our lives, but God, um, just that this would be something that stirs us and helps us to, to focus a little bit on you, God. Lord, I pray that you would be just glorified in, in this moment, Lord. I pray that you would be um, just made known to our hearts, Lord, and those here tonight that, that might not know you as Savior. We might not know this great gift of grace that, that you've given us for yourself, Lord, that might not know you as King, God, that they would just surrender that to, the, to you tonight, Lord. We love you, God. We thank you for who you are. We pray this in Jesus' name.